This episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Gray's Restaurant. Let the Gray family cook for your family today. Andrews Insurance Agency, one agency for all your insurance needs. People's State Bank, a local bank working for you. And of course, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House for Bridgeport-style pizza. Call 945-FOOD. Doesn't matter where you go. Fits a million miles away or just a mile up the road. Take it in. Take it with you when you go. Well, if you are old school, you are in the right place. And if you are one of the 1,200 members of the old school Red Hill Facebook page, you are definitely in the right place. And you're in a great group of people just like me with Mr. David King. Hi, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. We're doing this on a Saturday morning, which we don't usually do. I I am Brian Emmons, and and I am fresh off a trip to sunny Cancun, Mexico. So uh, if you can hear the scratchiness in my voice, it's because of, of that. And we are also with old number nine, in Evansville, Indiana, Mr. Gary Emmons. Hey, good morning, guys. Good to see y'all again. Yeah, and our fourth member of the team from Colfax, Illinois, the frigid Colfax, Illinois, Mr. Chip Jamerson. Good morning. Good to see you all. Welcome back, Brino. Yeah, good to be back. Fat, happy, and tanned, ready to go. Chip, what are we doing today? Well, one of my favorite things to do I love all of our shows, but I love doing the school year reviews. So we are going to take you back to where some great sports at Red Hill and some great music at Red Hill and around the world. Yeah. 1985, 86. You're talking talking my wheelhouse now, brother. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Brian was a three sport athlete and in the, and in um, musicals and so forth, several clubs. So, junior was, junior year, correct? I think it's my junior year, and right. I I would not uh, I would not fail to say I may have been at the peak of my powers right here. <laughs> this may be as as cool as I ever was in 1985, 1986. So David and I are running the Bridgeport Grade School at this. I'm in I'm in sixth I'm in sixth grade. I'm in fifth grade, uh, Mr. Lytle's class. Yeah, Constance, uh, Constance Irway was my teacher. Great teacher. Oh. And I'm at Red Hill Junior High in seventh grade, as you'll hear when we get to the Red Hill Junior High track report. Oh, right. Oh, man, you're like, you're going to different classes each period. Chip. Yes. Is, oh, wow. Yeah, Mr. Waite, first hour. Nice. And now, I when you guys think of Mr. Waite's room, you think of that lab. My Mr. Oh. Waite classroom was that little uh that became the eighth grade science classroom. Really? Mr. White was in the seventh, was in that when that was his final year in that classroom. Yeah. I was going to say that. So definitely Mr. Shan had the big room then had the oh, big room. Yeah. Okay. We would go, we would huh. trade for when we had to do experiments like dissect the chicken bone or whatever we would, um, uh, we would <laughs> go over to the lab and use it. I suddenly got hungry, <laughs> but um, Mr. Shan, I don't think did as many experiments, anything okay. as Mr. White obviously did. So they made the change. That was the probably a good move. <laughs> so I was in the same science room both years because they made the switch the next year. So my eighth grade science room was the same as my seventh grade science. Yeah, so you get to experience the one of the greatest classrooms 
I mean, every uh, once in a while. Yeah, yeah just for labs. Oh, right. wow. And that was one of the greatest. Class. It was dark. There was oh, like yeah. aquariums. The savage great taking snoozies. I witnessed a person, uh, an eighth grader, smoke a cigarette in that class during class. <laughs> I watched Carrie Hill one time as I don't still know why, but it was funny as it could all could be. Carrie walked up to the begin right at the beginning of the class, walked up next next to the door, standing directly behind Mr. Shan, and stood there in a like a military salute for the entire class period, and no one said a word to him. <laughs> Four, forty-two minutes stood in, stood, stood there, there at salute, just like the, like a forty-two-minute version of the national anthem was playing, and and uh, you know, it was complete and utter. Chaos in that class. We would have a test. Not one person was prepared for it, except for the the great Dr. Jerry Bond, and she would fill out her answers, rip it off, no secret, just rip it off and t- pass it back, and everybody else would use it, and uh, it was complete chaos. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think these guys got to experience Mr. Shan. I think you did. You just Brian and I got to. I one of my now this was the next year that I had him eighty six, eighty seven, but uh, yeah, one of my great years and of any class i've been in oh, well if it, 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 it was complete chaos what would that have been 80 to 81 82 so i can only imagine what was being like four years later yeah you know? yeah exactly <laughs> so uh we as we typically do we kind of break this off into segments we don't have four segments anywhere we're doing summers as their own shows um so i, I believe dave you've got fall correct i do i do gary's on winter is that right you got it and chip is on the springs so- Ah, man, it's cold outside. You know what warm you up? A hot pizza. And to get that, call Tyler Griffin's Pizza House at 945-FOOD. That's 945-3663. They're open, of course, Tuesday through Sunday, 4 to 9. All your pizza favorites. You know about that famous Pizza House sweet sauce. But what I want to talk about is the February Pizza of the Month. I don't know if I've ever heard of this before at a pizza place, and I am trying one. I don't care if I am 40 minutes away. It's the General Chow's Chicken Pizza. They're going to start off with the General Chow's sauce as the base. Then they add grilled chicken, chopped broccoli, chopped onions, mozzarella cheese, and to top it off, yum yum sauce that's available in 10 inches and 14 inches i gotta try this call tyler griffith's pizza house 945 food that's 945-3663 you want to simplify your insurance needs you want one agency to handle all the coverage so you and your family can sleep knowing they're protected well don't go anywhere else Go see the guys at Andrews Insurance Agency, now powered of the Burkhardt Agency. Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents that work hard to make sure you have the right coverage that is right for you. They've been a backbone of this community for years, huge supporter of Red Hill activities. So give T-Bone or Juice a call, 945-2881, and let the Andrews Insurance Agency handle your farm, commercial, or personal insurance needs. Andrews Insurance Agency 9452881. So why don't we uh why don't we just get started, Dave? What do you got for us in the fall of 1985? All right. As we go into the fall of 85, this is I believe Bill Evans's fourth season as our head coach. I believe that's right. Um 
seems like we've got some talent on the team. Unfortunately, looks like a combination of injuries and just a, a lot of good teams in the NEC that year. Yeah, they really were. We, 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 we struggled. Um, ended up with an overall record of uh, two and seven. Um, we'll start in. It, it season started starts early on uh, August 30th, Friday, August 30th, be the Friday before Labor Day, which I don't know at what point. At one point, I think those games got moved back to starting the Friday after Labor Day. But yeah. but anyway, uh, we start the season um, at Fairfield, um, which has to be one of the last seasons we did that. If anybody has any recollection I on think, that. But. I think uh, we, we, do, did it. we do the next year, I know. And okay. I know my freshman year we did it. At, so I think that was the last okay. year, the okay. 87 season, because Gary and I, we were definitely at Fairfield week one. I, I um, always I always equate Fairfield with a very, a very mid-season um, yeah. for my high school. But at this point, we're opening the season with them. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, Brian, oh, you were on this team. You were, you were running back. Uh well, tell us about. I wasn't supposed ab- to be. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> who do we have coming? Who are the seniors on this team? Who um, do we have coming back. Let's see. Be uh, Tony Worth is okay. is he he kind Tony was kind of a do it all on that team. Um, he uh, he could play running back. He was on the line to help block and tight end. By the tight end, I think was the majority of his position. Very but, very good defense. Very good on defense. As yeah, well. he was it, he he was a hitter. Bears. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got height Baldwin as our quarterback. Uh, we got Mike Cress and Brian as your running backs. Uh, yes, as it turned out. So okay, um, I don't remember if it was in a practice or a blue white game. But um, Shannon Grismer was – he was the offense. I mean, was get it to Shannon, get maybe a partial block and let him run. And because of his extreme athleticism, and he broke I, – I, I don't know if it was his ankle or it lower leg or ankle that he broke. So a week before the season, I am thrust into oh, a starting running back. And I hadn't played okay. football since uh, – I hadn't played football since the sixth grade. Um, I couldn't not. I couldn't find a seat. I could not find a season preview on the Daily Record website for this yeah. season um, for Red Hill. Right on every every other NAC team, <laughs> Red, but not Red Hill. Red Hill they had a team picture, but I couldn't find an article that would explain why Shannon was not mentioned in any of the games. Yeah, no. I mean, he was he. I was going to play flanker, um, and Shannon was going to. And, and listen, and Cress was. I believe Mike was his starting fullback to begin with. Um, and, and, and then, you know, leave it up to Shannon and that, that not that we were going to be good. Let's not get carried away. However, Mm -hmm. we would have been a lot more competitive with Shannon Grismer running football. Sure. Absolutely. Um, looks like receivers, Dan Piercy, Dan, um, Uh, Bobby Mattel and, and Piercy was out, I believe for the first or second time, Bobby Mattel was new to the sport. I hadn't played since sixth grade. So we were, we were very, very inexperienced to, to go into that season. Great, great uh, job by Coach Evans working the hallways, getting getting yeah. the athletes out on the football team. I so remember things the, are starting to turn. The last day of school, my sophomore year, um, I think I was getting ready to head out to the tank farm for for practice, and Bill yelled across the gym. He was down by the coach's office there by the end of the stage, um, 
and he yelled across there, you're playing football next year or I will cut your ass from baseball. Because yeah. <laughs> I had told him I was going to play, and I think he thought I'd back yeah. out at the last minute. But yeah, so um, yeah, it was it was we yeah. when Shannon went down, it was automatically yeah. going to be a tough year. Now you've got some freshmen. Uh, the, the freshmen this year would have been the 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 guys that eventually led the '88 team, right? To right. the playoffs. Do we have any? Is are any of those guys playing? On this team, Jimmy like Worth a, like may a Jimmy, have like a Jim Worth. That's Jim, comes I, I feel like Jimmy may have been helping out on the line. Um, I Ambrose Ambrose run the ball at all? Uh, boy, I don't remember that. If he did, um, you would Lance, think he Lance, would. Any, Lance anywhere. Lance was was playing, you know, backup tight end and helping out. Okay. Obviously, Clifford's yeah. going to eventually um, yeah. take over as quarterback, if not later this year, definitely the next year. Okay. Um, I'm looking at something here too, and it, 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 39 kids out that year, which is pretty good for Red Hill. But 11 were freshmen, so that's a huge class. 11 of the 39 yeah. well, that was that freshman class. And, and okay. even though those guys, obviously, you know, Clifford and Mark and, and Lance and Jimmy, and I mean, obviously talented not only athletes but yeah. football players. It's it's hard to step in and in especially it may be a little easier now, but back then when you're playing the in that NEC schedule with with Salem, Mount Carmel, even Fairfield, I mean Lawrenceville, I don't they didn't have a great record, but they're good hard hitters. It's just hard to step in as a freshman playing against those sure, kind of guys. For sure. Yeah. Well, e even this, Coach Evans says, of my eight seniors, two are new, and of my twelve juniors, six have never played. Yeah. So. And you only had like two lost thirteen lettermen and only returned Tony Worth, Jason Thacker, and Neil Heath. Yeah, and that's yeah. the. I mean, so gosh, you had no experience whatsoever. No, we got as sophomores. We've got uh, Shane Pendleton, yeah. Jerome Thacker, and those um, and those guys and are they, having to play key roles as sophomores. Yeah, I say they seem like they played a lot that year. So we're you know we've got some talent, but young talent, inexperienced talent, and. You say as I go through these games, you'll you'll see we we struggled. Um, yeah, it wasn't but, a great combination. Yeah. You had guys on the line that were were young, and some playing out of position, trying to block yeah. for many guys that you know yeah. weren't used to running the football. So it was and then, not. A, and then if, and then of course for a young inexperienced team, that gauntlet you have to run at the beginning. Yeah. Of, <laughs> the beginning Fairfield, Salem, Mount Carmel. So no kidding. Fairfield, you know. From looking at the Fairfield game, they came in a lot of inexperience as well, and we had beat them maybe the last year or two. Um, so it was maybe a winnable game, um, and it was competitive. Uh, we had a great defensive effort here in week one. Uh, Fairfield comes out on top 13 to nothing. Um, Evan said we played, you know, he was proud of the defense. We played, you know, played hard. Um, offense that just could not get anything going. Um, which, Mike Kress which ran is the that ball. inexperience, right? You <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Mike Kress ran the ball for uh, 16 times for 62 yards, which is a respect. Right. Yeah, that's respectable. Um, Brino uh, <laughs> runs 12 times for 22 yards. <laughs> <laughs> 22 <Right>. hard fought <laughs> yards. <laughs> I was say that's that, that's tough sledding right there. Yeah. Um, High Baldwin uh, five for nine, 56 yards, and an interception that a. Uh, didn't quite say it in the article, but it sounds like it either ran back for a touchdown or set up a, or, yeah. you know, set up a touchdown. Um, 
Tony Worth, Shane Pimbleton, and Neil Heath led the way on defense. Uh, Tony with nine solo tackles and three assists. Uh, Shane, four solos, three assists. Neil, three solos, six assists. I'm, I'm assuming Neil's Neil's on the uh, defensive line. Yeah, he, he would have been playing, I, I believe, defensive tackle, but he may have switched okay. it into the interior once in a while, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, you know, this is again. It's just it's just complete inexperience and in, in trying to be able to move the football sure. and and you know in hindsight and I don't know if, if I'm not so sure. It, of course, Shannon went down so late that it's hard to to make too many adjustments. Probably should have let you know maybe groomed somebody else to take the football from the center and move height into a running back position, which he would eventually go do it at mm. at Mount Carmel. But height was never. I mean, height didn't have any speed either. I mean, he he was he was he could run hard. But if you know Shannon's going to be down, I think that offense would have looked a little different going into the season. When did you say Shannon got hurt? It was like in practice. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it was practice or it may have even been in the blue white game. Yeah, I say, I'm looking here. Looking here, and I mean, it just says that you replaced him in game one, but he was mentioned in the article of like coming, you know, yeah. being on the team. Yeah, so, no, I mean, it was it was really, really late. And again, with with the inexperience we had and the late injury to your star, it there wasn't a whole lot of time to to switch things around. Clifford wouldn't have been ready yet um, sure. to play quarterback. I mean, you're gonna hit. I never. Yeah, me, Bobby Maddle. I mean, while, you know, had decent hand-eye coordination, it would have been tough to teach us how to, you know, to play quarterback at that late. So, um, yeah, just tough start. (laughs) <laughs> which which I'm pretty sure is going to continue. <laughs> but uh, I'll get to my first song of the fall. Um, number one song this week. Um, had, a, had a very good run at the top of the Billboard charts. Um, from the movie Back to the Future, Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News. But, One of the uh, all-time great movies, yeah, and songs. Chip did not hesitate on that. No, it's definitely my top five or ten. So uh, we go into week. We go into week two. Hang on, uh, let me let me do a peek behind the curtain, and no one's going to understand this except for Gary and Chip. But the Fairfield game is the night that Michelle Parker came down and went to the football oh, game. Okay, spent the night at our grandma's house. They wouldn't she even. They girl. wouldn't even let her. <laughs> not only could she not stay at our house, like they moved her to the other side of town. Um, yeah. Here. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Dave. But uh, we go. Of course, who do we always play week two? Salem. Salem. Um, this game must have gone so bad that the daily record was not transcribed or was not uh, digitized. Um, for the Monday after this game, so there is so there is no recap. Um, I can Labor Day. You, I can give you a recap. Big. Well, I was gonna say big loss. That's all I got from it. Um, do you remember the final score? Fifty-five nothing. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know that's... that um, it was. Um, they shortened, and I, at that time they didn't shorten quarters. Mm. But I I 
sprained my ankle real bad early in this game, went out, and they blew. <laughs> that was not why they blew our doors off. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to do that anyway. They were really, really good. Chuck Buddy had a great team that year. Um, just absolutely dominated from the very second. Yeah. And um, I, I, the coaches got together at halftime. If I remember right, and shortened the quarters to eight minutes. And and okay. it was just again we're thin anyway, and we had a couple injuries, including myself. That that you know we could have used it. We could have used that uh, mercy rule on some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about, five, about five years later. So. Yeah, no, not good at all. And I did look up yeah. something though. I um, was looking up few different things about what happened um the 20th muscular dystrophy telethon that weekend raised 33 million one hundred thousand dollars for jerry's kids wow thank you harold tucker that's right i remember with tana holtz ronna holtz my cousin chris was in town neil we basically danny ash was around we spent the entire night down at the park um, and I remember because I had to go to football practice and hadn't slept. But um, and, and um, as the sun came up, the the people we mentioned were sitting over like in that like horse, what do you call it? like that little arena we had at the park where they did like the horse stuff and the four wheeler stuff. And, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the bleachers watching the uh, <laughs> watching the sunrise. Also, uh, to finish on uh, other happenings and. In- the Red Hill District on week two. Sumner Fall Festival was that week. Uh, Tina Fisher um, and Sean Potts of the class of 1990 um, are your king and our queen and king. Oh, congratulations, guys. I, I, I went down to the um, MDA, the telethon with Sean Potts. Oh, uh, that wow. Was same, that, wow. <laughs> right around that time. Were you, did you know about like what he had just done? <laughs> the... Um, yeah, because like, it may have been like the following week that he was crowned. Oh, but, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, we were Corey Ray's. It would have been Corey Ray's 13th birthday party. And um, Sean was a, a bank teammate of Corey. So they were they were close through that. And I know some of us got on our bikes and we rode our bikes down from Corey's uh, birthday party and checked out the telephone, the how, telethon for a little while. <laughs> how many bikes would have been parked around that? that <laughs> I don't know. Pavilion yeah. At that time. Oh, and around the telethon. Oh my, so many. So, yeah. but yeah, that was. Uh, what time did you go? It was late. It was yeah. it was way too late. Because I was there too. Because I spent that. I was there for the party. And <laughs> oh, you were there for that birthday party. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Um, I had to go apologize to um, oh, Coach no. Ray the next day for um, for leaving uh, late at night and leaving the birthday party. So, well, how, it was, so you um, told your parents? I told my parents. They made me go across the street and, uh, and let Coach Ray know what I had done. How'd and, that go? Uh, it, was, it was scary walking over there, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he, was, um, he was appreciative that he was disappointed, but appreciative that I came over and let him know. Wow. And then that next week is when Pete Rose ties Ty Cobb's 41 41- a uh, hundred four forty one ninety one hits in Major League Baseball. Oh wow! I remember I did that. See, one. I, I do have some news on Shannon Grismore. He was admitted to the hospital at Good Samaritan on Thursday, the twenty second of August. Okay, okay. So yeah, I knew it was late. Okay, wow. 
And as soon as we try out a couple of youngins, Brian Emmons and Jerome Thacker, we're going to try them out at tailback. So that's good when you're just trying people out. <laughs> trying people out, about to play Fairfield Salem Mount Carmel. And, Bri- and Brian won the competition. That's well, right. Dude. Speaking of uh, speaking of Mount Carmel, um, we know we know what the, we know awaits us after uh, we take the ass beating from Salem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a, yeah. usually usually another one from Mount Carmel. Another, but Gary, another Gary, Gary, always. Has, he would help change that traje- trajectory a few years later. Um, but yeah, week three, Mount Carmel, um, pretty well goes as expected. Though we did get on the board for the first time um, this season. The final score of Mount Carmel fifty five, Red Hill seven. All right. Um, so so now we've been beat in the last two weeks preseason nec favorites at you know the last two weeks we've been beating 110 to (laughs) seven yeah well that's better than that's better than my high school (laughs) (laughs) i remember that game Um, so i sprayed my ankle in the salem game was out in the mount carmel game and then right after no that was after the salem game we went i went to a a wedding in decatur with uh with tana holtz her cousin got married and uh, we do have a, number, a new number one song this week as well. Another great, great, another great um, movie song. Song from a from a eighties movie. Um, Saint Elmo's Fire comes in at number one. I remember this song being out and liking it at the time. I don't have any memory of this movie. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I ever it. watched the movie. Yeah. I've oh, it's a great and, movie. You I've guys seen bits see and pieces of it. I probably have seen it. I probably have seen every moment of it, but I've never seen it all together at once. Yeah. Yeah. The the Emilio Estevez scene in the driveway as he's leaving uh, Andy McDowell's house. It's one of the great movie scenes. Really? Yeah. I've never. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched that movie. 8586 is the pinnacle for music yeah. in our in our yeah, life. It's, right? it's 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 um, good. <laughs> yeah. 80, 84 to 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. But uh so after the after the Mount Carmel game, uh we go play Carmi. Um I was surprised by this one. Uh not, you know, not knowing anything about Carmi at the time, but we're generally a little more competitive with them as we were the other teams. Uh-oh. Um not on this night. <laughs> doesn't, seem, doesn't seem like a good setup to the. But uh, Carmi hung forty-seven on us, so a forty-seven to nothing, uh, forty-seven to nothing victory. Brian, you got any memories of that game? Um, no, I was probably Is, concussed. If I'm if yeah. I'm uh, being honest, I, I don't. I I just know again. Yeah, this is an excuse. We weren't very good, but everyone was good. I mean, yeah. the only thing I remember about playing in those games against Carmi is they had taught their um, running backs. They were so hyper aggressive that when the, even when they got tackled, they would like army crawl another like ten yards just to <laughs> rub it in. Maybe yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but um, they were just they were just really really aggressive and and. Oh my God, those kids hit! I remember every time they'd score on the on the extra point. I don't know how this was happening. I don't know. Maybe Neil moved out to end. You know what? I said he played defensive lineman. Neil played defensive end, so he would take off running. And I remember this kid from Carmi that was the running like in the backfield, you know, blocking for the kicker. Neil and this kid would hit 
every time, and I mean, it was like a car wreck. And I remember one time, <laughs> Neil blasted this kid, and Neil turned around, and his chin strap was up by his nose. And <laughs> I just looked at him. We both just kind of shook our head like, oh, God. <laughs> um. So not much positive coming out of that week. No, very little. We do have another number one song. Okay. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, Dire Straits with uh, Money for Nothing. I'm just going to play the Marty Curry that you used to hear this when he'd drive around the school. I still remember hearing that for the first couple of times and thinking, yeah. my God, that's cool. It's a great yeah. song. Um, I, I'll say it. Dire Straits is one of my favorite bands, and it's probably one of my least favorite Dire Straits songs. Yeah. It's still, it's still fantastic. Well, and I texted this to you guys when I heard this song not too awful long ago, within the last year, that there's a there's a verse of that song doesn't hold up well in 2022. <laughs> it never gets played anymore. Uh, yeah, they complete the radio edit doesn't even have that. that at least on Sirius XM, never plays that. Well, see, part and anymore. that's what I was surprised because I heard that on the radio and I was shocked that it was they played it. So Shake is still playing it then. Well, that's probably where I heard it. Yeah. Um, so I was I was actually kind of shocked that that got played, but uh, great not song. Not progressive as uh, serious. Yeah. Uh, but that that's rough to listen to in in this yeah. day and age. But yeah, the great song. And and again, um, Marty Curry used to drive around the school, just blast that uh, <laughs> that riff. But we've got some good news. We're going home week five. It's homecoming. Oh, you yeah. know what that means. If you know what that means, who, who are we play? We're playing the Edwards County Lions, baby. Exactly. Um, first off, our homecoming queen is Stacy Shear. Okay. Um, now, now Stacy Andrews. Uh, I could not find a, uh, I could not find a court court picture. So I don't have, I don't have her, uh, who are Dave, I can get that court for you. If you'd like, I, me I, I'm assuming you can, Chip, let me guess this court. Okay. You know, banking with a personal touch is what we all want in this era of mega banks. It's the mission of people state bank to provide growth and stability to all the communities they serve. And those communities, you know where they're at Lawrenceville, Sumner, St. Francisville and Bridgeport, a truly locally owned bank that works for the community with the community. Things like 4-H projects, pack the place. For over 140 years, they have pledged to serve you with quality service for all your financial needs. Say hi to Stacy and his team. And again, Lawrenceville, St. Francisville, Sumner and Bridgeport, we appreciate the support of People's State Bank. For over 75 years in Bridgeport, Illinois, the best place to go have a home-cooked meal is Gray's Restaurant. Of course, Ralph Gray, over 75 years ago, said, what the heck, let's start a restaurant. And Todd, Becky, and the boys have been living up to that great tradition ever since. Hand-cut steaks, tenderloins, that famous catfish, and, you know, the old-school Red Hill podcast favorite cheeseburgers, 
still bring people in. Have a cold drink. Talk to your friends. You know everybody's there. If you can't dine in, give them a call. 618-945-9501. Let the Gray family cook for your family today. Okay. You going I, for the queen candidates? Queens, yeah, I don't care about the <laughs> <laughs> king. Can, well, not king, whatever. And okay. While, and while Brian's getting his guesses together, you can go back and listen to our, uh, it would be 83 to 93 uh, or 83 to 92 uh, homecoming edition way back in the archives, yeah. right around episode 10 or so, probably, or even earlier than that, like episode seven. Okay. Okay, I, go ahead, Brian. I'm going to go Courtney Kirchie. Yes. Trisha Hazlett. Yes. Of course, we said Stacy Shear. Yes. Tia, two more. Tia Bennett. Yes, that's four for four. You got one more. Tia Bennett. Who would that other? Let me. Dang it. Donna Franz, I know, would have been the, would have yeah, been the, the returner. Oh, um, I do know who this is. Patty Worth. It is Patty Worth. You're five for five, Brian. Oh, good job. Nice. Thank you. And I'm going to just, let me take just a quick stab at at who the escorts were. Okay. Knowing the seniors, we didn't have that many. Piercy. Yeah, Piercy's with Tia Bennett. Lawson. Uh, Lawson. Well, Lawson would have been the previous year with Donna Franz. That's right. That's right. That's right. So it would have been (laughs) Cress. Yes. No, Chris no, S- wait a minute. No, Lawson would have been in the class in front of me. That's what I thought, too. I guess they have it wrong. And they say, and here it says the 1984 homecoming queen Donna France and her escort David Lawson. Maybe. Nah, they just uh, messed up. Oh, you know what? I, bet, I think it was Polk, and Polk would have been in the military, maybe. Okay, so so we actually have six escorts then. Yeah. So Lawson is just escorting the, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's what it would have been. So Tony Worth. Jason Thacker, Mike Kress. All right. It's Jason Thacker, escort Patty Worth. Um, let's see. Courtney Kirchie. It said it says Mike Carey, but I assume it's supposed to be Mike Kress. Oh no, Mike. Like, no, Mike Bubba Carey. Yeah, Bubba oh, Carey okay. would have been <laughs> okay. How many do we oh, have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike Kress is with Trisha Hazlett. Yeah. Okay. So I think you got them all. Yeah. Plus, we have some bonus ones in there. It yeah. seems like. <laughs> And I couldn't even tell you who the little kids would have been. Um, yeah, I, I probably didn't I even can't, know. Can't tell from the picture. I wouldn't have known him. Anyway, yeah, and then Stacy won, right? Yes, Stacy. Stacy won. Yeah. Uh, the football game uh, went well. Uh, we got our first victory of the season. Uh, beat Edwards County twenty to twelve. All right. right. Um, Good job. Sam. Shane Hamilton was uh, moved to left guard. Um, starting left guard on the line. Um, Evan said that helped uh, help stabilize the line quite a bit. Um, Tony Worth, uh, both uh, Jason and Jerome Thacker, and Height, uh, he praised for their performance in the game. So they all played fantastic. Good. So we needed week it. Si- <laughs> week six, uh, we're, we're uh, playing the undefeated Only Tigers. <laughs> Great. Again. Which, well, I think we played them tough, which, though, right? Uh, I was gonna say we. It was uh, Evans. Evans basically says we played one of our best games of the year. Um, only I'm I, I assuming was picked to blow us out, like you know the other NEC powerhouses that. were. Um, but we battled them and won twenty or lost twenty-one to six. Um, I think that was seven nothing at halftime. 
we had height uh, through a touchdown pass to uh, Bobby Maddle to start the scoring and played strong on defense. Evans lamented that basically three plays, three plays in the game, three long busted plays basically you know lost the game yeah but otherwise we were basically right there with them the entire game so as we as we're going through the season you know a lot of it you know inexperience as we said earlier but we're starting to maybe starting to put some things together a little bit better um week seven uh we go we play flora uh with uh tim locum as our quarterback. quarterback that's right uh flora knocks us off uh 36 to 18 um Again, the offense is starting to start, starting to show some life. Um, we also had a touchdown this game by our very own Brian Emmons. <laughs> My first <Right>. ever touchdown, <laughs> evidently. Yeah. See, see, scampered for a 12-yard touchdown run. I'm sure um, it was just a lightning <laughs> fast on the video. So, so we're now we're going into our Week Eight game with uh with our arch nemesis Oblong. <laughs> but uh, this. Oblong's had their way with us, you know, in the earlier part of the '80s, but not not on this night. We play, we played our best game of the year. I would say a forty-one to twelve, forty-one to twelve victory over Oblong. Height Baldwin with a, with a huge game um, out of the um, at quarterback, uh, fifteen of twenty-four. 195 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. Holy wow. cow. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a I mean, monster game. I was, I mean, that's. Who did that, he toss those TDs to? Do you have that information? I did not write it down. I okay. I know Dan Piercy was one of them. Oh, yeah. Big target. Um, I think I think Bobby, I think Bobby Maddow was one of them. Okay. Was that the uh, night that uh, Larry Lockhart was scouting height to come to Mount Carmel? Yeah, yeah, bro. It may, well, it may well have been. I remember. Um, I remember. I had an interception in that game, and and uh, as I walked off the field, Jeff Lynn was like standing at the you know the railing there. Of course, at the time, you were practically on the bench if you were standing mm-hmm. at the railing, and uh, he yelled at me. He said, "You you would have returned that farther if you." Had- if you hadn't run in the same spot for so long, <laughs> well, don't let him, or don't sell yourself short, or don't let him sell yourself short. You almost, you almost ran it back. Yeah. You, ran it, you ran it back to the oblong nineteen. Okay, <laughs> that's all. That's all I had. Yeah, well, maybe he was right. Maybe if I, you know, I'm like Fred Flintstone in that car. I had to get everything ramped up before I went anywhere. And then also a number, another number one song, one of my all-time favorite songs, one of the maybe the greatest video of that genera- of that generation. Groundbreaking! Oh yeah, it holds up amazingly today. Yeah, you know, even you know, 30, 30 plus years later, thirty six years later. Um, of course, I'm talking about "Take on Me" by Aha. That uh, that's a great song to do that side to side eighties dance to. Yes, yes. Groundbreaking music video too. That, that was, was awesome. Uh, I mean, fantastic music edge. video. There's been some great. Uh, as you guys know, I, I love cover. I love cover songs of like old songs like that. You know, nothing doesn't take anything away from the original, but there was a really good 
cover of this on in the Deadpool uh, Deadpool two I think movie maybe maybe is the first one as well yeah I like a slow like a slow version of that yeah it was excellent Weezer had a good cover of yeah, it I say Weezer and I think and I think these guys have actually put out a new version of it like somewhat in the you know in the yes. last in the last five ten years or so but Solid, uh, so. Song song holds up really well, even today. So with that, we're heading into week nine. Uh, Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville's having a down season. Uh, Lawrenceville's having a down season as well. Um, so this was a this was a build as a very competitive game going in, and it was a very competitive game. Unfortunately, we fell short. Uh, Lawrenceville knocked knocked us off thirteen to nine. Oh damn! Any uh. Any memories of this game, Brian? I honestly don't. I, I have memories of the game at Lawrenceville the next year, but this one I really don't uh I really don't have much on. Like how'd we come how'd we come up with the nine points? Did we kick three field goals? <laughs> touchdown and I a touchdown touchdown and a safety. <laughs> no. Um Bowser was kicking a little bit, but I didn't think that was till the next year. Mike Cress, I yeah. think, maybe kicked some, but I, yeah, I don't. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I really said, but uh, that finishes our that finishes the football season. Finish at two and two and nine. Um, so two and seven. Good, uh, you know, good experience. You know, our, fr- our freshmen, freshmen on this team obviously would go on to have success. Their, you know, their senior year, so. And basically, Brian, then you're, this was your junior year. You played your senior year as well, correct? Yeah, we go it's almost had the exact same season. We went two and okay. seven again and, and, uh, and, and, uh, beat Oblong and Edwards County. I had, okay. four, I had four, I had four varsity victories in football against two teams. So, all right. Well, that wraps it up for me for the, uh, for the, the, Football recap. Awesome. Um, and G- Gary, you got the uh, you got the winter sports, correct? I do. I have the winter sports. Uh, a lot of different things to report. A lot of things happened during the winter of '85, moving into '86. But I'd like to start with the number one song, November 16th and November 23rd of 1985, which was "We Built This City." I always no, love, I used to love so Mike Bunny. I love that <laughs> DJ part in that song. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when like the different places around the country would have their own version of that little rap yeah. in the middle. Okay, yeah, yes, yes, they did. Yeah. That was awesome. And they, they, what was it that they said? The city, the River City, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they definitely mentioned the River City. Yeah, yeah, that was really that was a neat thing that they did. The first time I ever heard of that song. They must have just come out, and we were playing charades in Miss McMillan's class, and um, it was a song title or whatever. And Renee Hicks um, did um, "We Built This City," and I'd never heard of the song yet, so it must Renee on the cutting edge. Yes, (laughs) yeah, it's a great song, and you'll see all kinds of publications out there that list like the worst song of the '80s, and that's just ridiculous. Yeah. There's YouTube videos and articles out there that uh, will refute that and dispute that. It's uh, 
everybody loved it back then. And it's they people see this on one art Rolling Stone list, the worst song of the eighties or whatever. And then everybody hops on it and feels like they have to agree with that. So well, I don't care, where, I don't care where you are. If it comes on, I'm people I'm singing it and other people are singing it. So yeah. That's don't yeah, you don't, think that part that. of that is music critics rebelling in what starship was when they were Jefferson starship and doing, oh, yeah. doing acid yeah. songs at Woodstock. And now they're doing like yeah. the ultimate pop, you know, I, yes. I think that's probably what it is. Well, how about we start with boys basketball? Okay. okay. We're going big yeah. early. Yeah, we're going well, are we? I don't know. Let's say just say it was a rough year. Hey, real quick. I just found a, a, a height Baldwin kicked a field goal. Um, doesn't say how far it was. Look like we had got the ball down to the nine. So height kicked a okay. field goal. Okay. And then that's how we ended up with that nine. Well, 26 points. yarder for height. Good yep. job. Yep. There you go. Anyway, update time. All right. That may have been the school record, but who knows? The 26 yarder <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Well, no. Remember that one when uh, McKim said, hot down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going. So, anyway, so we got John Brooks coming back. Um, this will be Coach Brooks's last year in the, at the helm. He was assisted by uh, Dr. Paul Tugaw and Denny McGee were the uh, assistant coaches for, for that particular, particular year. Uh, some of the big boys coming back. You look at this team picture, and you forget. I always think Tony Worth, like a six-two-six-three guy. But you look at the Wayne Perry and Dan Piercy. Wayne Perry was a big, big man, yeah. and so was oh, yeah, so absolutely. was Dan Piercy. So, and you got Shane Neighbors on this team. You know, you got Bob Bowser, Shane Pimbleton, Tony Bingo Holman, Bobby York, Bobby Maddle, Brian Owens, Hype Baldwin, and uh, you got Brian Cummins on this team. Uh, so. You think you got some talent uh, here? It doesn't necessarily pan out throughout this year, unfortunately. Ended three and twenty-one on the year. Zero and thirteen in the NEC. So had a rough go at it in the in the NEC that year. I think there was a a, a quote at one point that only eleven points separated Red Hill from a, from an additional five wins. So there was obviously some close okay. games in there that could have gone could have gone either way. Uh, Red Hill opens with a huge effort. Scoring 93 points to beat Oblong in game number one of the year. Oh, I remember this game. Yeah, let's get into this one a little more. So, Red Hell got off to a roaring start with a 93-43 victory, led by Brian Emmons' 18 points, Wayne Perry 17, Bobby York 11, and Dan Piercy 10. So, Brian O, again, no three-pointer. Installed yeah, quite that, yet and still no three-point line. That could have been, that could have been my... My well, it's it still was the highlight. I think of my career had that dang thing had a three point line at the time. I probably <laughs> would have been in the thirties. And, and I know friend of the show Rodney Roderick would have been a sixth grader at this time with David down there at the K five six center. Uh, he talks about this as one of his great early memories of Red Hill basketball, the Brian Emmons game, just being so excited about the performance that Brian O put on that night against Oblong. So um, the majority of them was down there in that in the. The, when the Mike Ray bench corner down there, right underneath okay. our seats, that's where the majority of those shots came. Unfortunately, that was about it. It didn't happen much <laughs> the rest of the year, but uh, but that was a that was a fun night. Again, we got to play oblong more. Well, we get to play him again later on. Yeah, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, Red Hill snapped an eight game losing streak with a sixty fifty four win over Marshall. Uh, Piercy came off the bench to lead the Salukis with eighteen points. Oh. Our 
Closest win to an NEC game fell short as a 54-53 loss to Fairfield. Brian Emmons scores 14 of his 18 in the second half. Just wasn't enough, Brian Wasn't enough. Um, I, I, I'm not going – I've talked about what my thoughts on my high school basketball career before. I can tell you by the end of this season we were not even practicing. We, we would we would get out um, of PE or whatever your last um, your last class was they would roll the balls out we would scrimmage for 30 minutes and go home um, so I'm not going to get negative um, the players had just as much to do with the way things went as the coaches but we were probably not even being coached from December 1st on well. That's not great. No, but. no, it was it was awful. I mean, it was absolutely awful. And you know, you watch coaches now and then that were they lived and died and they worked and we didn't we did not have that. And and John Brooks is a very very nice man and he did some nice things for me throughout the years. But we did not get coached in high school basketball during that time. And that's just you know, I'm kind of surprised like a guy like Denny McGee or. Coach Tugall, like, or Doctor Tugall, like, I'm surprised. I'm just wondering how those conversations went amongst those three guys. If when when those things were going on, but I don't uh, know. I mean, I I remember, you know, I mean, you Coach Brooks. Well, he, you know, what 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 you kept hearing was, I never had bad teams. I never had bad teams. Well. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what to say. We also weren't being coached. So it was just a, 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 it was a good Denny McGee. I know when we, when he came in early, he was very excited and, and I, I don't know if it was a situation where he looked around at maybe, you know, you don't have, you, you don't have a, a ton of talent, but you've got a little bit. And then you see on the other side, there's really no effort going into it on the other end. Um, I, 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 I'm guessing Denny McGee gave up, um, but it, and, and, McGee, and I know McGee coached that freshman team with yeah. Stacy and Lance and Clifford, Mark and all those guys. So, I mean, maybe that was the focus. Let's get these guys yeah. ready and let's, um, which I would have too. Work. I would have too, yeah. if I was him, I mean, yeah. you know, and, and listen, after a while, um, we gave up, I mean, the players, we gave up, we, we, we had nothing to, you know. Well, you didn't give up when you played Oblong in round one of the regional. We hammered <laughs> him again, seventy-eight to forty-one. Which I asked the question: How freaking bad was Oblong? Well, they must have been <laughs> awful, quite frankly. Because <laughs> we bombed him twice. But uh, you know, obviously, you didn't have Shannon. Shannon was still recovering from his broken leg, so you yeah. didn't have him all year either. But um, you know, maybe the tide turns a game or two. I mean, you probably don't win more than maybe two more games or maybe three more games with. With uh, with Shannon, but. and I want to say again, I I just I don't want to leave this on the. This is a positive podcast. John Brooks is a wonderful man. He I I, I really really the man. He was at a period in his life he was not interested in coaching basketball, and that's. But he he was a wonderful driver's head instructor. He's a, he's a great guy. I mean, he was a great guy. But yeah, he, he had was, you guys down to the lake, didn't he? Um, Down yeah, in Kentucky? yeah, we went yeah. to a basketball camp in, in the summer, and and he just, I think, it, at that point in his life, at that point in his career, he was not willing to get into the trenches and really, really dive into a basketball season, and and unfortunately, when you got a group of 
kids that are, you know, mediocre. Um, that's just a bad combination. So enough about that. But he good, good, couple good of, man. A couple just uh, like uh, cosmetic things. This was the year that the hooded warmups debuted. That I think we all. Thought. I think Vincent's Lincoln. You guys have seen Vincent's Lincoln get those probably the year before. And yep, then that's exactly what happened. I went to a game at Vincent's Lincoln and saw <laughs> that. So that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And we adopted it. Um, I think actually we we did it the year before. So when I'm they pretty came. sure this is that if you look in the dog tales or it was in the yearbook. I think this is where Dan Piercy's Salukis was spelled it's wrong. Spelled his, wrong. Uh, yeah, I was gonna up. I was gonna point that out. I don't know if you can see it in the picture or in the yearbook. It's hard but, tough to see in dog tales, but I know in the yearbook it was pretty evident. Yeah. I'll tell you in that in that team picture too, Daryl Randall is one of course he was a longtime manager for for Red Hill back then. He's got my favorite shooting shirt that we, we oh, those had. are those awesome. Mesh. I would love to get my hands uh, on one of those. Those are awesome. <laughs> Real thick, stiff mesh. It's got oh, the elastic elastic around the waist. And I think around the arm the, the yeah. arms too. They yeah. were com- I mean, the neck. They were comfortable. <laughs> oh man, those things are so I loved I always I wanted to make mention mention of those because I always thought those were so cool. And, 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 you know, the, the people, the girls that I ran around with on the cheerleading squad that year were Stacy and Trisha. We've already mentioned Whitney Kirchie, uh, Gail Paddock, who's my classmate as well as Jamie. And then Angie Dab, Stacy Fisher, Dr. Jerry Bond, Wendy Shear, and Tana Holtz. So, um, yeah, this, this was Despite the fact that we stunk our record, it was, it was a really fun time. And I'm going to mention the the pom pom squad. My favorite uniform the pom pom squad ever had that year. If you guys got dog tails in front of you, I used to love that uniform. When you got a, you know, Amy Forsyth oh, and yeah, Denise yeah. Winchester and uh, Robin Roderick, uh, Stephanie Murray, Jennifer Polk, Kathy Herring. Oh, I used to love those. So of course, those were some of the iconic performances we would. We weren't going to get soda pop at half halftime of the boys' varsity game. We were sticking around for these performances. So, uh, we did that maybe into the first quarter, but we were sticking around for those. The year ended with uh, a, a few accolades. Uh, Worth, Perry, and Piercy all made all NEC honorable mention that year. So they all got a little bit of a recognition by the coaches of the NEC, which was nice. Uh, Chip mentioned it, but I didn't want to say the freshman team did finish 12 and 0 under Denny McGee that year. So, you know, you know, you got Stacy Lance, Clifford, Mark, Doug Reed. You had those guys that had a, you know, a great career, but did have a great uh, freshman season 12 and 0. The sophomores didn't fare as well, one and nine. You had um, Bingo Holman, Tony Holman, Shane Pimbleton. Looks like you uh, um, didn't really uh, pan out, but of course, those guys. Uh, They'll have a little success coming up as Stacy and Lance and those guys get a little, get a little bit older. Yep. And uh, girls basketball, Steve Cunningham finished nine and eight. He had a good season from Angie Sims, Trina Reinhardt, Robin Brinkman, Julia DeGrange, and Angie Cooper. They did lose to uh, eventual regional champ Lawrenceville that season in the first round. Was noted in the article when uh, Lawrenceville did win it that they had the entire Red Hill team there backing them and Coach Steve Cunningham be more a bright red sweater to the game. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, Bobby Knight to support the the the, the team over uh, across the way in Lawrenceville. Eighth grade girls, which you know who an eighth grader is. There you got Mandy Cunningham with Denise Bowser went undefeated during the regular season under Coach Sarah Waite. Yeah, also you had a uh, Jody York on that team, Barbie Byerly, Vanessa Flanders. They did finish 18-1 and one on the season. They lost to Marion uh, deep in that tournament that year. 
in that game. Uh, yeah, Monica kind of, I didn't mention, mention Monica Cunningham either on that team. Uh, but they did uh, win the regional for the first time ever, 42-38 over Mount Carmel. But they didn't lose in the, at the state to, state to Marion, thirty-eight to thirty-seven in that game. What but, a what a great a little, with, with with the freshman boys, the eighth grade girls, and and I mean you can really start to see where we're where Red Hill basketball's headed. Now I couldn't find an article anywhere on this. I'm sure it would have been in the Bridgeport Leader, but the the Louisville tournament's a fifth grade tournament, correct, Chip? Yes. So I do know my team, and uh, we did win the fifth grade tournament at Louisville that year. I think Red Hill won that tournament many times throughout the that at least that segment of a yeah. segment of time that we go there and play with the the Kinman, the Almas, and uh, Louisville, and I can't think Dietrich. I think was probably in that tournament, maybe just a fourteen tournament. Farina, I think it was. Farina, like, it may yeah. have been eight teams. I but yeah, all and a lot of those schools are all one school now. Kinman, the Alma, Farina, yeah. they're um, yeah, they they're all South Central now, but yeah, they're all little independent schools then. So that was always a fun tournament to go over and win. I do remember in that game, we were presented the trophy. And do you might remember Sean Barker? Sean, he didn't get to play a whole lot. Probably didn't play at all in that game. But came running out and grabbed the trophy and immediately broke it. I think it's still broken in the trophy. <laughs> uh, at least the last so, time. And, and so, Coach, so if Coach Gaither's listening to this, we love to get into the Bridgeport grade school and tour it our old stomping grounds. I know they've added on since then and uh, see these tro- that trophy case, see what's still in there, go in the old gym where we played our fifth and sixth grade games. So coach Gaither, some Saturday or Sunday afternoon, why don't you let us into the school? And uh, we would appreciate yeah, that. We could, we, we could, like, we like free reign, but we'll go where you tell us to go. <laughs> we could do the podcast from there. <laughs> yes. I, I, I that gym floor and that little locker room and yeah I'd love to go in there. I can <laughs> smell. I can still there. I can smell that locker room right when you said yeah. that. <laughs> the home of the bullpup sign and yeah. Uh, assume that yeah I mean the whole the whole thing then. Um, I'm going a little bit about of order here, but um, February 10th of '86, our very own Trisha Hazel was named the 1986 Good Citizen Award by the That's Daughters nice. of the American Revolution. Very, so thanks good. Very deserved. Well deserved for uh, for Tricia. Our wrestling team. Want to make mention the NEC tourney. We had Dennis Hill finish second at 98. 105, you had Doug Bosley finishing second. Chris Sager wins it yeah. at 145. Our class had some good wrestlers in it. Uh, Kevin Tucker was second at 119. Neil Heath finished third at 185. I think I already said that. Moving on to the regional, you had Tommy Widener get fourth at, at – um, he was only 98, so he must have yeah, he Dennis Hill at some point. Yeah, I don't know. They were the boat. Well, those uh, Dennis and Tom would have been fresh, just freshmen, too. Yeah, yeah, so he got fourth in the regional. Doug Bosley got second and did advance. Kevin Tucker at 119 got fourth. Brian Brian Bushy got second and advanced. In He's a good regional. wrestler. Chris Sager again, he advanced. And uh, looks like Bill Tucker got fourth at 167. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a name I remember seeing Bill and the Barker. You know, I was like, I don't know if I ever well, you know, talked to him or saw him in real life, but and, I definitely saw him in the Barker. And we, you know, mentioned our basketball team wasn't super strong. I mean, I, the class of 87, who obviously are juniors here, I mean, with Sager and Tucker and Neil, and, and I mean, they were some wrestlers now, and they talk about taking it seriously. I mean, they those guys lived it. And like Chris Sager, I mean, literally was built like a P 
piece of concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say some of these things like you, uh, we do this research and I know a lot of times our Facebook page gets a lot of the basketball coverage and football, but I'm telling you like, and sometimes there was no coverage of the sexual and wrestling in the daily record after that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there was no more coverage of it. Yeah. So. Crazy. Arguably I would, this just kind of came to mind. I mean, you know, we talk about, we, we always tend to focus more on the football, the basketball. Yeah. Probably I'm going to say at least in the eighties and at least through the mid nineties, our wrestling program was, probably up there with about anybody oh absolutely oh, yeah. and there's one i mean and there's one reason consistency for that. and i mean Jim just, Drury. yeah so so like you said that dennis hill was 98 and then widener was so dave can you did they just have to have a wrestle off or can you enter like can two kids from the same school be in the same weight class in the regional i'm not sure exactly how the rules work but Generally, it's all possible they moved weight classes yeah, too. Generally, right? Yeah. I, I don't know exactly where the weight cutoff is. Yeah, that light, but generally, if in order to get both of them in, one would either go down. So you got, you can only do one. You can do one yeah. per weight class. Yeah, is all you can do. Right. And I, um, I moved out to one hundred five to try to take away Doug Bosley's spot because. Well, that's why I was wondering. Did Bosley move to one twelve and Hill to one hundred five? Maybe. No. Yeah, Bosley was one hundred five in the regional as well. So. And he hill, one, hill 112 maybe and I, and I, well and that's I a big jump from we've covered this before but from Not, my I've limited my limited experience in wrestling trying to go down like five pounds to get to the like get to the class below you is awful yeah well <laughs> i did is 98 to the, do it but i it took me getting sick to get there was 98 the word lowest yeah i gotta think so yeah 98 is there a 105? You said, yeah, yeah 105, 112. <laughs> so, so you're having to gain five, you know, lose five pounds or what? And that's a lot. You know, if you're that small, that's a that's lot. a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, I gained five pounds yesterday. <laughs> I like that Kevin Tucker's wrestling a 119 was an offensive lineman on the football. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, and for one thing, I mean that that say that is ridiculous however tucker was tough enough to to make it valiant attempt. yeah because he was a wrestler more than anything. right right and, and don't get me wrong tommy widener had a really solid wrestling career at red hill he did um i think dennis sill was by far the better wrestler and tommy would probably agree with us if he heard this so my guess is dennis was injured or something at that point but yeah maybe that would be my guess, but maybe Tommy beat him in practice that week. I don't because Tommy had a great career. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And we've, and just for the wrestlers out there, um, we're going to do a wrestling episode. And I don't know who we're going to end up getting on it. Maybe multiple people at, at different times, but we're, we're, we're working on Coach Drury. And right now, I just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but um, we are very interested in the wrestling and, and, Quite frankly, as you probably know, when we when you listen to us talk about wrestling, we have a lot of questions. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, yeah, a big one came up today. Yes, I mean, I, I, you know, I loved going to watch Neil and and Kevin and 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 my classmates Sager and those guys, but I don't, I'm not, I don't understand it that well. We we definitely need to get Tucker on here to talk about this stuff because he 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 knew it, and Tommy Tool, obviously coaching for so long, knows all about it. Hey, that is going to do it for part one of 1985-86. I hope you had as much fun listening 
to part one is what we had recording it. It was a great time in my life and, and I know in a lot of other people's lives. Just a special time in Bridgeport, Illinois. Thanks to our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, People State Bank, and Andrews Insurance Agency. On behalf of David King, Gary Emmons, Chip Jamerson, I'm Brian Emmons, and we are Red Hill. <laughs>